Learn to feel good in the moment that you are in right now. Because if you can't feel good where you are now, you're not going to feel good when you get to where you want to be. Welcome back to the Advice My Friends Ignored podcast. I'm your host, Audrey Brothers, and I'm here to share with you all the health and wellness tips, tricks, and advice to help you evolve in this journey of life that you won't want to ignore. So let's dive right in. Today, I want to share with you three things that I suggest you try to avoid when you're on your healing journey, or do your best to be aware of these things. These three tips that I'm about to share with you are things that I've learned over and over and over again. And that's why I felt so strongly about creating a whole episode on this because I feel like a lot of people can relate to these three things I'm about to share with you. When we embark on a mental health and healing journey, it's really all about self-improvement, right? It's really just about learning and growing and trying to evolve and let go of anything from your past that really no longer serves you. And when we're on this journey and cultivating more self-awareness, we start creating new habits for ourselves and we start growing. We start growing into this new person and kind of step into a new state of being. But along the way, we learn a lot of hard truths and we hit a lot of walls and we are engaging in a lot of cycles that we learn we have to break. And while I've been on my own healing journey, there's been lots of themes that have come up for me that I've learned I've had to break. And these are some of the themes and the things that I've become more aware of that I want to share with you so that you can avoid these things or just like be more self-aware about these things. Because again, I find these things to be super relatable. And so with that being said, the first piece of advice I want to share with you on three things I think you should avoid or be more aware of on a healing journey is number one, you do not need to meditate all the time. (laughs) This is something I had trouble with for a while because my spiritual ego obviously kicked in and made me feel like I needed to be meditating all the time. Because when you are on a healing journey, you can't help but engage in the practices that are going to help you raise your self-awareness. But at the end of the day, that's all that they are. They're just practices. Meditation is simply a tool to help you raise your self-awareness, to help you raise your consciousness, but it is not the end-all be-all. I am a very strong promoter and advocate that meditation is the ultimate healer. However, that does not mean that you need to do it all the time. You don't need to do it every day and it's not the end-all be-all. And for a while, I thought it was because I'd see all these other, you know, more conscious beings or these gurus or whoever who are just, you know, meditating all the time, making it seem like I have to meditate for an hour or two hours or six hours a day. I'd even see some people I follow on TikTok that I admire who are like my age and talk about how they meditate for hours a day. And if that is what you want to do, then by all means, go for it. But you don't have to. And I want to put a strong emphasis on that. 
meditate once a day for like 15 minutes. And if you're up for it, meditate at the end of your day for 15 minutes. Don't feel like you need to meditate for hours because the truth is, is you don't. But again, you know, if you feel called to do so, then by all means, I encourage you to do so. But from my own learning experiences, you don't have to do that because the point of meditation is to help you cultivate more self-awareness. Because during meditation, you realize that you're not your thoughts. You are just the ever-present awareness of your thoughts. You are the one that's listening to your thoughts. And meditation helps you become more of the observer and to really step into the state of being the watcher rather than the true experiencer. Because at the end of the day, you're just the one witnessing your thoughts happen. You don't have to identify with every single one. And that's what meditation teaches us. It's a tool to help bring us back to the conscious self time and time again through connecting with your breath, a mantra, a mudra, or whatever it is. And when I first started on my healing journey, I was I wanted to meditate all the time. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this because it is one of those practices that helps you cultivate more self-awareness. And when you tap into those feelings of inner peace, it's a really nice feeling. So you go back to the meditation time and time again. But as you evolve in your journey, you start to realize that meditation is just a tool. The real work is in every other minute of the day. The real healing is what happens in every other minute of the day. It is not just about meditation. The healing does not just happen in meditation because meditation is just the tool that's teaching you how to heal. It teaches you what's your ego versus your intuition. It teaches you how to connect with what you're feeling on the inside. It teaches you how to let energies flow through you. And it teaches you to come back to the breath. And it teaches you to be the observer of your experience rather than completely embodying it and embodying every single thought that you have. So when it comes to meditation, please know that it is a tool. It is a tool that teaches you how to take the same self-awareness that you have during meditation and apply it to every other minute of your life. And that was kind of one of the biggest mistakes that I made on my own healing journey is that I didn't really recognize what meditation truly was. I thought it was this really calming practice to help me, you know, to become a little more self-aware. And I thought it was something that was going to help me heal. Like I thought all the healing happened in meditation. And don't get me wrong, healing does happen in meditation. However, like I said, the real healing happens in every other moment of the day. If you have an experience or have an unpleasant thought or have something that's triggering you, use your self-awareness. Use the tools that you have from your meditation and apply it to that moment to come back to your breath, to come back to a mantra, to just come back to your true self where you are the ever-present witness of the experience. So if you feel like you're someone who needs to meditate all the time or even like journal all the time or engage in a lot of these spiritual healing practices, release the pressure from yourself. My best piece of advice is to meditate for 15 minutes in the morning to cultivate that self-awareness and to go into the day knowing that your purpose is to remain self-aware and set that positive intention and then end your day with 15 minutes of meditation to just let go of whatever you picked up throughout the day and to end your day with purpose. Because again, the real healing takes place 
in every other minute that unfolds in front of you throughout the day because that's when you can apply the tools and the skills that you learn in your meditation practice. So let this just be your reminder that meditation is not the end-all be-all. It is an incredible, incredible tool for healing, but that's all it is. It's only a tool. So trust that whatever you're doing right now with your meditation practice is enough and don't feel like you need to be meditating for hours and hours a day because the truth is you don't. The second piece of advice on things I would avoid or be more aware of on a healing and mental health journey is to stop chasing happiness. Stop trying to chase happiness in your external world. You will never find it. Chasing happiness is a never-ending game that you will never win. And of course, as I say this, I don't mean that getting a new job or moving into a new place or getting married or having a kid or traveling the world or whatever it is, whatever those external experiences are, I'm not saying that they don't bring happiness. Of course they do. Of course, experiences that we have in life can bring happiness, but it isn't lasting happiness. It's usually fleeting happiness. The true happiness starts from within. True happiness comes from your internal world. It comes from healing your internal world because when you heal your internal world, it changes your perception of the external world and therefore your entire external world changes. I used to constantly chase happiness for years and I still catch myself doing it. When I was in my late teens and I was like a freshman in college, I was 18, I got some jobs as a server or hostess at some restaurants in Boston and eventually got one that I really liked. But after several years of serving, I was like, ah, I don't really like this anymore. Like I want a, I want a real job with benefits. That's going to make me happy. And then I would get that job. I ended up leaving being a server and I became a receptionist at an animal hospital. And I was so excited. I was like, wow, I love animals. I can't wait to work at an animal hospital. It's going to be so fun and I'll get benefits. I'm so excited just to have a real job. It's going to make my life so much better. And it did temporarily. <laughs> it temporarily made my life better only until I found new problems and things I didn't like about the job. Turns out that the management at that place was terrible. It was chaotic. The staff was, you know, not really up to my standards in the way that I personally work. And I didn't feel like I was making enough money. And there was just so many things I ended up not liking about that job. And so I decided, all right, let's get a new job. Let's get a, another real job. Let's get a job that has better benefits and a job at a real company where I can grow. Because at the time I thought the reason I'm so unhappy is because I'm not in the corporate world yet. I'm not in a career where I'm able to grow up the chain because at the animal hospital, there was no room for growth. You know, I was a receptionist and unless I decided to go to school to be a vet tech or a veterinarian, then there was no way for me to work my way up. And my solution was like, all right, just find a new job, an entry-level role at some corporate job, and you're going to be so happy because you're going to have the opportunity for growth in that company. And I found a new job. I found a new job with like double the pay of what I was making at the animal hospital as an office administrator at an investment management company, and I was so excited. The benefits were great. Pay was great. My boss was awesome. And when I first started, I loved it. But obviously, as time went on, I started to hate it. I started to hate some of the people that worked there because they seemed so entitled. And I started to get really tired of the work I was doing. It didn't seem like I was making an impact. There were some days I was literally just watching Netflix at my desk, so it wasn't very fulfilling. And my commute started to suck because it was, it was two hours out of every day I was sitting in my car. 
And I just kept finding all of these things that really bothered me about the job. So so when COVID hit and quarantine happened, I had a lot of time for self-reflection. I decided I needed a new job that's going to make me happy. I needed a job where I was maybe working for myself, where I didn't have to deal with all these other people because I was, in my mind, I was like, all right, I tried the corporate world. I didn't like it. Maybe real happiness starts from me starting my own job. <laughs> And so during quarantine, when I had all that time for self-reflection, I decided after, you know, a year of working from home that I'm going to put in my notice. And I left that job and I started my own job. I got Reiki certified and, and I started to get into coaching and content creation and it led me to where I am today. But of course, there's been lots of ups and downs in this journey and there's been moments where I've absolutely hated it because there's no paycheck that's guaranteed when you're an entrepreneur, right? It's there's a lots of there's lots of stress that comes with being an entrepreneur and going on in your own because you don't have that stable income. So it led me to start to hate it and start to pick out all the flaws within it again. And while I was on this journey of constantly chasing the next best thing through a career, I was also trying to chase the best next thing through wanting to move. For the longest time, I've talked to my partner about moving and I keep saying like, I want to live somewhere else. I've been in Boston for, you know, 29 years at this point. I'd like to live somewhere else, blah, blah, blah. And it's a very valid dream and a valid goal. But ultimately, that's not going to bring me lasting happiness either. I had to engage in self-reflection be like, okay, why do I want to move? Why do I want a new career? Why do I want anything different in my life? And the reason that I want something different in life is because I haven't been okay internally. I haven't been satisfied internally, so that seeps into my external world and warps my perception of my external world, making me feel like nothing's good enough, where I just need to change everything on the external in order to feel happy. I need to change all the leaves and the branches of the tree rather than healing the roots of the tree. Because after self-reflection, I, I was realizing, wow, I want to move because I think it's going to make me feel happier. I want a new job because I think it's going to make me feel happier. But at the end of the day, what's going to make me feel happier is fixing my internal world. It's fixing my mindset. It's fixing all of the garbage that I've stored within me that is projecting itself onto my external world. Because I could move across the country and live in San Diego and absolutely love it at first. But if I'm not changing what's going on inside, it's going to find new ways to present itself outside. It's going to find new things wrong with that location or find new things wrong with that job or find new things wrong with that partner or find new things wrong with whatever it is that's unfolding in front of me because I haven't fixed what I'm fostering internally. And by no means am I saying to like not have goals or dreams. You know, if you have a desire and a dream to have a new job and to have a specific career or to live in a specific city or to do X, Y, Z, by all means, go after your goals chase your dreams. But please remember to reflect on the why behind those goals, behind those dreams. Reflect on why you want it. If you think that a new job or a relationship or a partner or a marriage or kids or a car or a home or whatever it is in the external world is going to bring you happiness and make you feel better on the inside, then don't do it because it will not bring you lasting happiness. It will temporarily, but it won't be lasting. It will be fleeting happiness because you haven't healed what's going on inside. You have to fix what you're fostering on the inside so that it doesn't seep out and project itself all the time onto your external world. 
So always reflect on the why and the intention behind your goals. Because for me personally, until I was able to face that truth that I was constantly always just seeking happiness externally, I wasn't able to grow. I wasn't able to evolve because I was lying to myself. Because again, for my own life, I kept saying, oh, I want to live somewhere else. I want to engage in new experiences. I want to do this. I want to do that. And my partner was like, Audrey, you don't do any of those things here. So why do you think that if you move, you're going to do those things there? You have to change now. You have to change how you feel on the inside now. You have to change your perception of life. You have to change what you're fostering on the inside so that you can experience what you want to experience now rather than feeling like you have to move or get a new job or change your relationship or whatever it is. So always work with the roots. Reflect on your internal world. Stop chasing happiness and start feeling it now. Seek happiness out in every moment of your day. Find purpose in every moment of your day. Find meaning in every moment of your day. And do the inner work to heal yourself. Do what you need to do in order to feel good in every moment on the inside so that you don't have to chase happiness on the outside. Because I have done that for years and I can tell you from personal experience, it does not work because it does not last. And when you have that mentality, you're never satisfied nothing is ever good enough because you're not creating that lasting, sustainable happiness on the inside. You're seeking it elsewhere. You're seeking it from something that's not permanent. You are permanent. Your soul is permanent. So if you can cultivate that level of happiness that you crave at a soul level, that will be permanent. The car, the house, the job, the relationship, the money, none of that is permanent. But cultivating happiness from within is permanent. So please take my advice and stop chasing happiness externally. If you find yourself doing so, pause, reflect on why, and try to change your perception of things. Do the internal work to change your external world. Do not change your external world in order to feel better on the inside. It is the exact opposite. And my last piece of advice on things I would recommend to avoid on a mental health or healing journey is to stop analyzing your emotions. Our emotions are simply energetic shifts happening within the body. They are vibrational shifts. That is all they are. It is an energetic shift within the body that is moving around that wants to be expressed. It wants to be released. And these shifts happen because of maybe a triggering situation. Maybe it's because we've conditioned ourselves to feel that way through our thought processes. Or maybe we're just, you know, experiencing something in our external world that is causing us to have this shift. Whatever it is, it is simply your energy on the inside trying to move around. It's trying to move up so it can be let go of once and for all. But a lot of times we end up trying to analyze the emotion. We try to figure out why we're feeling what we're feeling and we start to analyze the experience. So like for me personally, there's been so many times where I've woken up with anxiety. I've just woken up and I've experienced anxiety time and time again. And I was in this cycle for a long time and I'm still, you know, working my way out of it. But in those moments when I would wake up experiencing anxiety, I would get my mind involved and I'd be like, all right, why am I feeling this way? I've done X, Y, Z. I've healed so much in this area of my life and in this area of my life and I shouldn't feel like this. And 
when you get the mind involved, the mind isn't helping. <laughs> the mind is just going to like literally try to resist the emotion. It's going to try to push that emotion back down because it doesn't want to deal with it. It wants to suppress it and avoid it. It doesn't want it to come to surface. So the mind is going to try to analyze it and judge whether it's good or bad. And when we start to experience feelings like anxiety or sadness or grief or frustration or anger or whatever it is, the mind labels those as bad. And therefore, it tries to suppress them because it doesn't want to deal with it. It wants to avoid that experience. But at the end of the day, emotions are objective. They are, there are no good or bad emotions. There are just emotions because, again, emotions are just an energetic shift happening within the body. And the more that you try to analyze the experience, the more your mind is going to try to resist it and it's not productive. I did this for so long and it only would prolong my anxiety in the mornings because I would sit there and get so caught up in my thoughts trying to figure out what was happening that I would just prolong the entire experience versus if I had just relaxed into the experience of the anxiety and the energetic shift that's happening within my body, it would have allowed the emotion to pass through. It would have allowed the energy to move around as it needed to, and it would have just expressed itself as it needed to without me having to do anything. So in those moments when you're experiencing a strong sensation, relax into it. Do a quick body scan and just try to tune into the areas of your body where you're feeling what you're feeling, but don't label the experience as good or bad. Do not label the emotion as good or bad. Do not try to analyze what the emotion is at all, because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what the emotion is. It doesn't matter where the emotion stemmed from. It doesn't matter what triggered the emotion. What matters is how you move forward. What matters is that you release this energy and allow it to be expressed. Allow yourself to just tune into the sensations of your body and relax into the experience. Relax your forehead, relax your cheeks, relax your eyes, relax your jaw, relax your throat, relax your chest, relax your stomach, relax your hips, relax your legs, hands, fingers, and toes. Just relax every part of you so that the emotion and that energy can come to surface. Because if you are tense throughout the entire experience, it's going to not allow that emotion to come to surface and it's just going to be suppressed again. And it's like pushing a spring back down. Yeah, you can push the spring back down, but it's going to spring back up once you take your hand off of it. So let go of the spring. Let go of pushing the spring down and let it go. Let it spring up. Let it come to the surface and let it be expressed. The reason that these feelings keep coming to surface is because you keep pushing them back down. So in order to actually release your emotions, you have to let them come to surface and you have to not analyze the experience either. Don't label it. Don't analyze it. Just tune into the actual sensations of the body without trying to attach a name, a label, a description, or anything to it. Just let it be exactly what it is which is an energetic shift happening within your body. So those are my three tips on things to avoid and be more self-aware of when you're on a healing and mental health journey. For just a quick recap, 
Number one is to not feel like you need to meditate all the time. Meditation is simply a tool to help you cultivate more self-awareness, but the real healing happens in every other moment that is unfolding in front of you. The real healing happens outside of meditation. So learn self-awareness skills during your meditation through connecting with your breath and learning to become the observer of your thoughts rather than the one that's embodying them and apply that same self-awareness through every other moment of your day. And remember that you don't need to meditate for hours a day in order to grow and in order to heal. The meditation is just the stepping stone to help you understand how the healing actually happens. The second piece of advice is to stop chasing happiness. Happiness comes from within. Change your internal world. Heal your internal world in order to see changes in your external world. Always work with the roots. Do not worry about the leaves and the branches. Worry about the roots. You can change all you want about the leaves and the branches, but if you want the tree to change and if you want the tree to grow, you've got to nourish the roots. So work on healing your internal world so that your perception and your mindset and your feelings and your just overall well-being is healed and that will heal your external world. That is what's going to bring true change and lasting happiness to your external world and to your life. So remember that the car, the money, the relationship, the job, the home, or whatever it is, is not the end-all be-all. It is not what's going to bring you the lasting happiness. Have goals, have dreams, and go after them. But make sure that you have pure intentions and that you're not trying to chase happiness and that you're not trying to chase feeling good. So learn to feel good now. Learn to feel good in the moment that you are in right now. Because if you can't feel good where you are now, you're not going to feel good when you get to where you want to be. And the last healing tip is to stop analyzing your emotions. Allow yourself to feel them without getting the mind involved. The moment the mind is involved, it will try to resist, suppress, project, or just do anything to push that emotion away. But if you want to release the emotion once and for all, you've got to relax into it. You've got to relax into the experience of the energetic shift that's happening within your body and allow it to happen organically. Don't label the experience. Don't try to identify the emotion. Don't label it as good or bad. Simply relax and release the energy. The more you relax, the more the emotion will be able to just come to service and be released once and for all. So remember, when you experience an emotion, it is an energetic shift happening within your body of suppressed energy that wants to be released and it wants to be expressed. So allow it to be expressed through relaxing your entire body and not getting the mind involved. So those are my three pieces of advice on things to avoid or be more aware of when you're on a healing journey. This whole episode has been about things that I've experienced on my own journey and just cycles that I really needed to break in my own journey. And I know that if I'm experiencing them, then someone else is too. So that's what kind of inspired me to make this whole episode because I think when you embark on a healing journey, you start to unravel these cycles that you engage in. And they're not always pleasant ones because you're like, how the fuck have I been doing this for so long? How have I not seen that I've been doing this? But ultimately, you, you learn and you grow and you learn to break those cycles and you continue evolving. And that's why it's called a healing journey because it's about 
the journey. It's about the evolution. It's not about the destination. It's about every moment that's unfolding in front of us and learning to be better in every moment. So that's what inspired me to create this episode because I think people can relate to these three tips because I know that if I've been chasing happiness for years or overanalyzing my emotions or getting sucked into my spiritual ego, then I know other people are too. So let these tips be your guide as you continue healing in 2023. And remember that wherever you are in your journey, you are doing so great. And remember, it's a journey. It's a process. But keep tuning into this podcast each week because I'm here to help you grow and help you embrace this journey of life and really help you step into a more conscious, empowered being because you are capable of doing so. And that is the intention behind this entire podcast. So I hope you enjoyed this episode today and if you found this episode to be helpful, please be sure to share it with your friends and family. You know, the more that we can do to raise consciousness and raise awareness about these things is so important. So please share this episode or this entire podcast with your friends and family or with anyone who you think might need to hear these messages. And as always, please be sure to leave a review and, you know, tag me on Instagram or TikTok if you listen to this podcast. I'd love to hear from you and show you some love. So thank you again for tuning in this week and please be sure to let me know in the reviews or on Instagram or TikTok if there's, you know, some specific topic you'd like to learn more about because again, that's what this podcast is for. It's to help you learn and grow. So as always, thank you so much for tuning in and I will talk to you guys soon.